Welcome to the podcast, On Board, Navigating Corporate and Clinical Trial Travel with EQ Travel Management. EQ with experts in corporate travel, delivering integrity, intelligence, and innovation. This is Jordan Rich with Frank Jeffrey, the CEO, and Duncan Sanders, the Operations Director of EQ Travel. We thought we'd chat a little bit about how clients, new clients, even current clients can help their situation by providing information up front. And sometimes people are a little embarrassed or they're a little unsure who they're sharing this information with, but it really makes a difference. Frank, start us off. Uh, what, why does that make such a difference when you know as much as you can about the client? The more we know about the client, the easier we can make the entire booking process. For every client, we have a travel profile. Um, very straightforward, you know, full name, pair your ID or your passport, your passport information, frequent flyer details, seat preferences, mm-hmm. meal requests, that kind of thing. But then we get people who travel who have additional needs, and that could be uh, through disabilities or they may have to travel with kit or, you know, that kind of thing. And then the more they tell us about that, again, the easier that we can make it. So if we have someone, uh, somebody traveling and they um, have, you know, needs when they're on board, could be to do with seating, to do with the disability, getting on last, getting off first. Sometimes those conversations can be a little bit awkward the first time, but what we need to assure people is that all of those awkward questions, we're only going to ask them once. And then that information goes into the profile, and every time that we make a reservation for them after that, whether it's with our agents or through the online booking tool, that happens then automatically. Mm -hmm. Very, very professional and very efficient, which is important. And, you know, we've talked briefly about the clinical trial work you do, Duncan, but that's an area where some of these issues are rather sensitive. People have, you know, physical needs and emotional needs. Yeah, that's that's correct. And, you know, along along with these needs, they're, they're often going for, for treatment, which is stressful in, its, in itself. So, you know, the reason why they're traveling isn't like when they're going on a holiday or it's not always a happy experience mm. for them. So if you combine that with a physical disability or the need to have extra space or oxygen on, on a plane, communicating that, that to a stranger often is un, an uncomfortable conversation to have. So um, our clinical clients very much rely on that rapport that we build to, to give us that confidence. So when they're traveling, it's a less stressful experience and they're not repeating that information every time they can get to the airport and know that it's going to be a smooth carriage. Yeah, you mentioned the traveler profile uh, and it sounds very extensive so that nothing is sort of left to chance. I have a TSA pass so I can walk through and occasionally I get to the airport and they don't believe I have a TSA pass. They can't find it. Uh, it things like that happen. And it's nice to know that there's an organization like uh, EQ to sort of help us out. Yeah. And things like the TSA pass, that is exactly the kind of thing that would be in your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, to go back to Duncan's point, you know, we have people who take part in clinical trials and they'll travel with an emotional support animal. So uh, that's in the profile. So that just happens automatically too. Things like an oxygen concentrator, we need to know the flow rate um, and then we need to know how long a flight is and then we can go back and say, okay, this flight's 90 minutes, your flow rate is X. That concentrator needs to have three and a half hours worth of constant uh, oxygen mm. um, available. So little things that just take the pain away on a per trip basis. If I like to take my cello along with me wherever I go and I don't tell you I like to take my cello along with me and I get to the airport with my cello, we all know what that 
looks like and how big it is. That's a mistake on my part. I should have told you that I like to travel with my cello, right? Because the airlines are going to look at me and say, get out of here with that thing or store it or send it another way. Yeah, because your cello actually needs the seat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and and that's, uh, that's a demographic that we've worked with often. And we're very used to, you know, that some of these instruments cost an absolute fortune. And right. they do travel with their own seats. And um, it's just something we have to do. Let the audience know that that was not planned. I just made it up as as a, an example, and it's an actual hard example of what we're talking about. We talked in previous episodes about issues that come up and circumstances where you guys step in and help out, and you do a remarkable job. I'd like to share a few more of those kinds of things, uh, even if they're related, if they're similar to the airline issues. Duncan, do you have one off the top? I'm actually um, in, in conversation at the moment with, with a client who's due to travel uh, tomorrow, actually. Um, they've got some arith- arrhythmia issues with the, yeah. with the heart, so they're having to, to change their, their travel arrangements. It's a non-refundable ticket, but rather than lose the value of the ticket, the airline's going to allow a change to a different destination and a different you know, dates. So we're reorganising that for a few months down the track, different destination, clients getting to go on on this on this ticket without losing any any money but that not. must be so gratifying for the client but for you too and when you know this is what you do and this is how you help people and as as an agent that's the sort of thing that puts a smile on our face if we can help resolve a stressful situation and save the customer money then that's that's a that's a win for us it's one of the things we we haven't focused on but it, the economics of it all um, it, it's you know, for people who say spend a little to save a lot, this is certainly the case. Um, and talk a little bit, if you would, Frank, about that, the fact that it in the long run saves companies quite a bit and could be very much a big savings. I think once you, once we know how a company travels, you know, the, it's all fine and well having a policy and, you know, in an ideal world, we do this, this and this. But we spend a lot of time with companies, we write these policies, they look absolutely perfect, and then they go into play and the reality of that actually then shows its face. So the next time we do a policy review, we can actually write them a realistic um, policy, and that's when we really start to add value. You know, the the meeting one where everybody's behaving is great, meeting two where everybody's behaving great, but by meeting 10, we're getting to know the characters and we get to know what we can actually do to help them. Right. And that's where we can save the money. Uh, uh, if by meeting 10, they're they're having like a Greek wedding and breaking dishes in the hotel, you have to take that into account. Absolutely. <laughs> people are, are fascinating. I mean, you guys are in the people business and what what you realize in any customer-related business is that uh, there's always an outlier. There's always somebody who's going to have an issue somewhere along the way. We're not robots. And I think people assume that uh, they're going to be out in the cold if, if they get stuck like that. But they're not. They're not out in the cold at all. You guys are there to protect them and help them. Yeah, absolutely. And not just protect the people who are out on the road, but also to protect the travel managers too right. and make them... You know, aware if there's any kind of lone wolves, and every company has characters and people who push the boundaries. Oh, I'll bet you guys have um, stories that you cannot share on this podcast. Definitely have stories (laughs) that we will not share. You're right, Um, but yeah, but we can very quickly see the whole picture and then make a policy that suits everybody without anybody feeling their knuckles are wrapped or. 
Indeed, and, and I think it's important just to reiterate, uh, and I'll have you do it, Duncan, about the uh, clinical trial work you do. This is a specialty area. This is something that very few companies have the breadth of knowledge that you have. Um, so please address that to those who are in the healthcare field or those who are in the in the issue. The issue is a personal one. Sure. What you do? It, it, I mean, it's a very, very, very high touch um, area um, dealing with with patients and and their families who are participating in, in clinical studies, and I guess for the clinical trial managers who are you know, trusting us to support their services and and be the the face to face with their their patients, um, it's very reassuring for them to know that we're able to get feedback from the patients on any stresses that they may be experiencing while they're on the study that they don't quite feel comfortable discussing with the site or you know the people that they're dealing with on the trial and we get that out of the rapport that we build over the travel program and that's a reassurance for the clinical trial manager. The, the, the emotional uh, reassurance is as important as anything and the sensitivity in dealing with with people with problems and issues is so important you can't put a price on that that's really terrific. Yeah, and I, th- I think the the key thing with that is our staff are on planes themselves, so they know what it's like going through the airports, and and they know the experiences that as a regular traveller can go on and what can go wrong. So when they transfer that to a very high touch situation, it gives a lot of confidence to the person at the other end of the phone. Well, not that misery likes company, but the fact that even the great EQ team occasionally gets held up at an airport, it means. There's only so much you can do when a plane is not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It keeps it real. It keeps it real. Well, that's uh, giving you a sense, I think, that uh, you understand what we are all going through, and that probably helps. Gentlemen, thank you so much for sharing, and uh, safe travels. Thank, thank you very you. much. This has been On Board, Navigating Corporate and Clinical Trial Travel with EQ Travel Management, the podcast to take with you on your travels. Find out more at eqtravel.com and share news about this podcast with your friends and associates. From everyone at EQ Travel, be safe and be well.